Pitt snubbed from the top 25, and they welcome Boston College to the Peterson Event Center. Let's talk about those two things on today's episode of Locked on Pitt. You are Locked on Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, I'm your host, Nick Fairbaugh. And Pit Basketball continues to feel begrudged in the national conversation. Uh, yesterday, the AP poll did drop. We talked about it over the weekend that it was very possible Pitt could be ranked. But no, they are not ranked. In fact, they only move up one spot to about 29th overall with 82 points, but they did get an increase in points. More people are voting for them to get into the polls. They just aren't quite there yet. They're behind Northwestern, NC State, Miami, Virginia, all teams that they have beaten this season. They are 4-0 against teams that are ranked above them in the AP poll right now, um, which is fascinating uh, because Pitt is a very weird team. They're at a very weird conference, and we've talked about how hard it is for Pitt to fully get going in the national conversation. The ACC is just not viewed as a good conference, guys. It just is not, Um, and, and that is the most significant piece of all of this. No one likes the ACC, and so... The reason why Pitt ain't getting any love is the fact that no one thinks the ACC is any good, so everyone downplays what Pitt's doing because of that. And that really is what it comes down to. It's it's nothing more than that. It comes down to the ACC being weak because they all collectively had weak out-of-conference schedules and the in-conference schedule sucks because the bottom five of the ACC is viewed as a joke. That's why Pitt is not ranked. And, and Pitt's loss to Florida State as a result of that is heavily, heavily used against them as a result. This is what we're talking about when we talk about snubs. Pitt has the resume to be in the top 25. Absolutely, they do. They have big wins. They have signature wins, and they certainly have the hot hand. They're 17-4 and over the last 21. They've won five in a row. They've done all these things. But people still don't think the ACC is good. And that's really what it comes down to. At some point... Pitt just has to realize, listen, man, we're not going to get that national respect because, one, they're not a traditional ACC blue blood because they have been down in recent years. Two, the traditional ACC blue bloods outside of UVA are not playing well. Duke and UNC, I mean, Duke is an 8-9 seed. UNC is on the bubble. And then three, you have all these non-traditional teams kind of floating to the top 
like an NC State, and of course Pitt right now leading the ACC along with Virginia. And, and so there's two ways you could react to this. One, you could get really angry at something that really doesn't matter that much. Um, I'm going to be real with you. The eight people is not like football. It doesn't really matter if you're in the top 25. Sure, is it nice to be respected and you feel like you're getting that respect? Yeah. Maybe it makes you feel just a little bit better about feeling that you might have something in the NCAA tournament standings. But even that isn't true. There have been top 25 teams that are on the bubble and maybe don't make it. That's been very true before. So really, all you're doing is you're fighting for status points. Which is cool for a pit team that probably could use some. After the years of bad PR because they were so bad. But really, what they just need to keep focusing on is winning and winning. Because you actually, because as I said, you look at this team. And you say, well, this is why they lose. This is why they haven't won all these games. Well, it was, first of all, a tough start to the year. They just started out really bad. The blowouts of West Virginia and Michigan, the loss to VCU, those three uh, games still are killing them. The loss to Vanderbilt on the road, another one. Loss to Florida State, though, recently is going to hurt them there. And so, really, when we're talking about them, you know, needing to avoid these bad losses, they need to. And they just – they can use this as fuel. I think that's the best way to approach this. Okay, you're not in the top 25, even though you have a top 25 resume. Just keep going down and just keep kind of grinding at it. Like, you can't get dejected about these things because, one, the voters don't decide the selection committee. So it doesn't really matter all that much in actuality. You're not really getting anything more than a status boost by getting into the top 25. Is it wrong in my opinion? Yes, I think Pitt should be a top 25 team. But it's hard to care about it when the AP top 25 pool doesn't really have that much of a direct like response to what you actually have in your seating. So it's just tough to get riled up about it, for me at least. Um, and, and so they keep winning, they'll get there. Uh, that's really what I have to say at this point. You put the chip on their shoulder. I think that's how they need to do this. Jeff Capel needs to put this on the bulletin board and, and use it. Like, you guys are leading the ACC and you're still not ranked. Like, these guys do not respect you still. They, they You're not getting national respect. You need to prove it to them that you deserve it. So it starts with like being Boston College, right? You can't have another slip up. They'll get there eventually. If they keep winning, they will get there. If they go 2 0 this week, good chance they'll get there next week. But the top 25 in basketball means just so little to me. I, I just don't care about it. You know, the ranking is so flawed. There are so many flaws I can look at for this uh for this poll. You know, Miami should be higher. Creighton should be higher. Um, you know, NC State over Pitt's an interesting one to me. I mean, there are just so many things I could talk about with this poll. Like, is TCU really a top 25 team without Miles and their last two losses? I think that's debatable. Uh, I mean, there's so much that you can just dive into 
with this kind of system right now. But in the end, man, it just doesn't matter enough for me to get riled up about it. Uh, I, I care more about the seeding. I care more about kind of where Pitt's at right now in that respect. Now, this could show you that maybe Pitt's closer to the bubble. Uh, maybe they're not an 8 or a 7 seed. Maybe they're more like a 9 or a 10, which means a, a big loss wouldn't be preferable. And I, I have strong said that. Just win the games you want to. Just win the games you need to in your favorite game. You'll, you'll make the tournament if you're Pitt. Um, so don't lose to Boston College. Don't lose to Georgia Tech. Don't lose to Notre Dame. Uh, just don't lose those three games, and you should be pretty good. Um, so really, that's all I would care about if I'm Pitt right now. But they want to get in the top 25, man. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. They'll, they're going to be disrespected. They're in the ACC. Everybody hates the ACC this year, and I think it's just something that we just got to kind of take in stride at that. Um, but I do want to talk about Pitt's NCAA standing, and then let's talk about this uh, Boston College game. And let me get you kind of ready for this game at 9 o'clock today. First, folks, want to let you know about Built Bar, because if you're looking for a delicious treat but you don't want all those fat and calories, you got to try Built Bar. Because, folks, with Built, healthy is actually tasty, and seriously, they're so delicious – you don't even think they're good for you. It can help you get healthy when you want to. What makes Built Bar so good, you ask? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate, and yet they have all of the health benefits you could need. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. While tasting like a candy bar, you have all that good flavor while still getting all the health benefits you may want. You can order on Built com right now to get your built bars but you don't have to wait anymore and get them online if you don't want to you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club so head to your nearest walmart in the pharmacy section they should be there you can get your own built bars you can get a four bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate coconut puffs or more or if you're close to a sam's club run in and get yourself a 13 bar box of brownie batter and churro you can thank me later for all that make sure to check it out at built.com all right, folks, let's talk about Pitts and CA's name because I think that could be an indicative takeaway of this. Where the bracketologists see Pitt right now is as a 9.5 seed. So that's that that's taking all the brackets together. First of all, Pitts in every single one of them. That's the good thing. No one has Pitt on the outside right now. So Pitt is about as a lock as you can get, right? They are a lock right now. They haven't firmly locked it in, but out of the brackets I have seen, I have seen about 90 of them. Uh, every single one of those brackets has Pitt in, ranging from anywhere from a 6 seed to an 11 seed. So Pitt is in right now in the NCAA tournament. But you also look at... What a bad loss could do. What a loss to Boston College could do from the night. If they're at that 10 line, that can knock them right to the first four in. If they are on the last four buys line, which I did see some of them on, that can knock them straight out of the field. 
they can't afford one of these losses. I keep saying this to people. I think Pitt's a little closer to the bubble than people think they are. And it sucks. It, it probably shouldn't be that way. But here's the thing. That is one of the, the truths of what's going on right now because of the lack of ACC respect. So this is why I keep saying, win the games you are supposed to win. The three games you need to win, Notre Dame, uh, Georgia Tech, and tonight, Boston College. This is another one of those games, right? Virginia Tech, you don't necessarily have to win. Syracuse, I think you would prefer to win, but again, it's not a necessary have-to-have game. In Miami's, you're playing with money house, or with house money. Um, so just don't lose any of those three gimme games, if you will. Uh, you can't you can't lose a quad four game. I think you could afford to lose a quad three game, which is, is what Notre Dame's going to be, but Notre Dame's worse than the metrics by a pretty wide margin compared to Syracuse. Um, but you would like to win those four games, and if you go four or two and you lose to Virginia Tech and Miami, it doesn't matter. You're in. Um, and then kind of whatever you do in the ACC tournament is cool. Um, but Pitt's playing – you know, Pitt wants to win their ACC championships, so 16-4 is probably the way to go about it, um, I would say. Uh, that's kind of where they have to shoot for to get a share of this title. I think you're going to see Virginia slip up once at some point. Uh, they did lose, They did beat Duke, which was probably their toughest game left, but I think they will slip up at once on the road uh, to the ACC tournament. So if they do that, you want to get a share of the title, you got to win uh, five of the next six and go 6-1. and one. I mean, five and one. So I think that's kind of your goal there if you're Pitt. And that would certainly have you – I think that would have you on the eight and nine line. Um, you probably don't want to be on the eight and nine line, but uh, if you can play yourself off that in the ACC tournament, it's possible. So that's kind of my my feel of it right now. Um, they're kind of hovering around the 9-10 seed in terms of tr- prognosticator, like, average. Um, so that's kind of where I'm taking it. So no bad losses. When the games are supposed to win, you should be in. Um, I think that's really kind of even with bid stealers, Pitts played them above that tier of where it's it's not really it doesn't really matter as much. Um, and so I think that's good for Pitt and kind of where they're at right now. Um, but I also think this game against Boston College could be that trap game. I'm more scared of this than I am Notre Dame. I'm more scared of this than I am Syracuse, and I'm more scared of this. Than I am Georgia Tech. Um, and, and there's a few reasons why. One, there are a few guys on this team that could just fall, man. Um, it, it's it's not a terrible team in a lot of ways. You Quinton Post, who is a really good player. He's averaging nearly 17 points per game um, this year. He scored 30 a, a week back, man. He's a ferocious player down low um you look at his last few games man nc state he scored 20 um virginia tech's 24 q's 18 so he's coming in on a real heater right now he has not scored less than 10 points it's all the way back in in uh in december against syracuse so this has been a guy that has really just ratcheted it up and it doesn't really matter who he's faced uh, he, he scored 29 against Notre Dame a while back. I mean, you want to put him against Armando Baycott, he went for 17 and 10. So don't don't think that's just going to get him out of that either. Uh, this is a guy that has really, really done well, even against the size and the length of a Duke or a guy like a DJ Burns, right? He's really just been good. 
know, he's a little he's a little bit of a defensive liability at times, and I think that's where you can get him. But as an offensive player, man, he's going to get his. Like, bet on him. He's going to get his. So you can't let him take over the game. And I think that's where they kind of have to put it um, at this point. Um, just don't let him take over the game because he's a good player, but you can't let him completely dominate. Um, and so we're kind of kind of have to see how they attack him. Fede Federico is going to have his work cut out for him, though. It's going to be one of his tougher matchups of the season because Quentin Post can really ball out. They have a few other guards that I want to talk about. But first, folks, I want to let you know about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook, folks, is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Folks, it's the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Folks, you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores or threes drained. So think about this. FanDuel tonight, it's not an NBA bet, but it's a pit bet. Nine and a half for pit. You like that, or do you like something else a little bit more where – Maybe you think Boston College will cover. It depends. But FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance at a payout for the same game parlay. So you don't need to miss your chance on your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, folks. Let's talk about these guards on... BC, because some of these guys, man, I think do have potential to kind of hit you um, where you maybe don't want to. And the thing about Post is, by the way, he can shoot the three. Um, he's a 42% three-point uh, three shooter. So this is a guy that has a lot going for him at seven foot. He's real special. He's got that European flavor to him. He's a good player. But Makai Ashton Lankford and Jane Zachary are also guys that you have to worry about, along with DeMar Langford. Uh, the Langford bros, man, can can play. They're long. Um, you look at Makai Ashton Langford, he's 6'3", but he's long. Uh, DeMar, a little, little bigger um, in terms of his true size and length. And then Zachary's kind of this small 6'2 guy that's real quick and, and can really just dish the ball around the yard. Um, so this is a, a team that doesn't shoot the three super well. They only shoot about 31% as a group. Um, but they can get to the post, and they can get into the lane with their quickness and athleticism. And that's where Pitt has to make sure they don't let this team just beat them um, because that can get dangerous if you let them start to penetrate and then just get to the rack real easily. That's where Boston College can really start to hurt you if you're Pitt, and Pitt can't allow that to happen. It, it straight up just can't. Um, Pitt – is a better team here. And also, this team, Boston College, not a great three-point defending team either. Um, you know, like you look at, at some of their heat maps and just where they, they're kind of falling down a little bit of the ranks, that's where uh, they aren't very good. Their three-point allowed percentage thus far just overall is the last in the ACC. I mean, they allow almost 38% from deep. They allow – over six per game, um, and, and you look at, at kind of how many they allow per game in terms of just attempts, 18. So even teams that aren't really obviously just going, 
Uh, four three-pointers end up shooting a lot and making them. They allowed 15 in their last game out. I mean, this is a team that really struggles with perimeter D. Pitch should be able to get a lot of points, but they also take care of the basketball. This is a team that likes to run. This is That's kind of where Boston College gets you. They run, and they force a lot of turnovers, so they get a lot of transition easy buckets. And so really, um, when you look at that, Pitt at the, at this point has a, has a three pronged formula to win this game. Stop Quentin Post from taking over the game completely. He'll get his, but you can't let him dominate the game. Two, don't turn the ball over at will and don't let them run in transition. And three, get your three ball going, man. That's that's who you are as Pitt. Like that's who you need to be in this game too. Just be Pitt. <laughs> just just you know get Greg Elliott involved. Get Blake Henson involved. Nelly Cummings is a little banged up. We'll see uh, how much he plays. But this should be a game, you know, where even Jamaris Burton, who, who isn't a great three-point shooter, right? You know, he, he's a guy that doesn't take a ton of threes, and he doesn't need to take a ton of threes because he's just so good driving into the lane and getting that mid-range. Jay, like, even then, Jamaris Burton can take a few threes in this one. It doesn't have to be a ton, but I wouldn't hate seeing him – put up three or four today because he really can. Um, and, and he should be able to drive even on, you know, the length of, of some of the guards that they have. But this is a this is a guy that when he's open can make the three-pointer. That's what he's going to need to do. So that's your formula to win today. I think Pitt will win uh, today against Boston College, but I think this could be a formula where it could get dicey if Pitt plays a sloppy game and doesn't play up to their usual standards. All right, everybody, as always, thank you for listening to the Locked on Pit podcast. Make sure to follow, subscribe, do all that great stuff. And as we end it always, hail to